Welcome to the Salty Investors episode number 47. It is Friday, September the 8th, I think. Is that right? (laughs) What's going on, Tim? Summer's here, mate. Can you feel it? You got a shirt on this week. I got a t-shirt. It's all happening. Yep. It's uh, it's warm. You can can feel it coming, can't you? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, All right, let's get into it. What's the salt for this week? Um, I see some people on social media, they've built some tags and they've been putting them in uh, Woolworths and Coles oh, yeah. saying, you know, like, you know, you, you can't afford bread, you know, even though you deserve it. And, you know, you sh- you're eating sausages when you should be eating steak and the CEO makes $20,000 a day and yep. you don't. Um, and they make $1 billion in profit a year. Yep. So there's no problem looking sideways at people stealing. So I'm just thinking, Really? If you really think this, why don't you start your, start your own supermarket? You know, if you really think this is a great business and they're really ripping off people, mm. start your own supermarket, idiots. But no, no, no. We know that this is a terrible business. It's so cutthroat and, you know, you've yeah. got stuff that goes out of date. You've got huge staff. It's a terrible business to be in, but it's a social good. And yeah. they make hardly anything. And then you get these people think it's all right to steal and, you know, Throw yeah. crap on, you know. What do you think about it? You know, like. Well, look at their, yeah. You look at their gross margins. I mean, it's it's all about volume with supermarkets, isn't it? Huge amount of volume. Um, yeah, like you say, razor thin margins. Um, you know, and, and you can, it only really works at scale. You know, I, I don't know if you know. I mean, I know quite a few um, people who've um, it just in the last few years have bought and sold IGA supermarkets. You know, they run one. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And some of them are in really good locations, and uh, but others aren't. And you know, I, I think it, that'd be a really tough business to run. You know, um, on a small scale, it only works on a big scale. But I'm I'm seeing this sort of complaint everywhere. I saw someone the other day on Twitter saying they paid twenty dollars for a bag of grapes or something. You know, it's like, well, look, this is you know, you know, when your father used to say to you, I used to go to the movies and buy a coke and popcorn for sixpence, like. Yeah, inflation happens. The value of your dollar is not worth what it used to be. Stuff is more expensive. It's not going back down. Um, that's what happens, and you have to adjust. I mean, look, I'm, I'm not, I'm not unsympathetic. We, we've seen the mm. biggest decline in real wages and real yep. disposable income in more than thirty years. Um, most people working today, uh, well, you know, a good chunk of them have never experienced this before. You have to go back to the, the early 90s recession, really. Um, and so, yeah, I, I understand the sentiment. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you know, things like Alan Joyce doesn't help. You know, here's a guy making off with tens of millions of dollars. I think he sold his shares a couple of months back when the price was high. He got $16 million. You know, well done. But, um, you know, and he's arguably left Qantas in a – worse place in terms of its reputation um yep so you know people see that and it, i think this is just the usual popular stuff and i'm sad to sad to say but it's probably going to get worse i think before it gets sentiment gets better yeah i just wish they wouldn't throw so much you know sand and salt at the wrong direction you know they should be focused their energy at you know why did we get into this situation not yeah. like at the, the shopkeepers at the end of the day i don't think they're they don't want to lift their prices if they can avoid it. You know, they, they're forced no. to do all this stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah, just wish people could look through it a little bit better and, 
you know, instead of just looking on the surface, it's Coles and Woolworths that are causing the prices to go up. I think that's a bit yeah, but it, it's, it's you know, it, it's it's uh, I, I, you know, I go back and forth. Like, you know, there's price price gouging is going on. I mean, there there are companies that are raising their prices that you know things. I know I buy from my business are up twenty five thirty percent. Inflation's, you know, like you, you can't justify that. Um, but you know, you are a consumer. You have a choice. You don't have to buy. You know, like you know the old. Oh, they, you know, big, big retail stores killed the mum and pop shop. It was like, well, if you kept, if everyone kept shopping at the mum and pop shop, it wouldn't be dead, yeah. would it? You've, you've decided to go there. Yeah, you know, it's, it's uh, anyway. I suppose we should move off of that one. Um, yep. Get to the, get to the macro stuff. So this is from the Melbourne Institute. This is not the official inflation number, mm-hmm. but the Melbourne Institute is saying, look out. Um, might be turning around the old inflation. Guess what? Not going to go down in a straight line. Who would have thought? Oh, we did. We've been telling you that for months. Um, so yeah, that's uh, it's pretty. Uh, you know, it, it, it caused a bit of few problems for the RBA. I, I would say. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Moving on, discretionary, non-discretionary spending. The non, mm. the uh, discretionary is the light blue. It's actually down for the last. What's that? One, two, three. And it's significantly so in July. So it's only it's only getting worse, um, yep. not not better. And that's pretty much what you would think. I mean, we've had this period of rising interest rates, real disposable incomes falling, rents are going through the roof, uh, mortgage costs are going through the roof. I mean, this this is all pretty predictable stuff, isn't it? So no yeah, fuel fuel's yep. still high. It's yeah, two dollars a litre wherever it is. Uh, yep. I can't yep. see where it's got to go somewhere. You know, like you're not going to be buying on discretionary when you are got to put fuel in the tank. So, yep. mm. um, uh, yeah, this was from Lee Van Onselen over at Macro Business pointing out the latest GDP numbers. I mean, oh, look, we grew uh, 2% year over year, but GDP per capita, which matters a bit more, that's two back-to-back quarters of, uh, oh, you know, terrible. declining GDP per capita. And what are we doing? We're just feeding in another 400,000 people into the country, student <laughs> visas and... I mean, this is not going to get better uh, in the short term at all. This but, is... but what happens if we do have a downturn still with all this immigration? Immigrants still want to come here. They go, oh, we can't get jobs. We can't, you know, like it's really going to you know, yeah. turn in a big, big way if it happens all at once. But hopefully it yeah. doesn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, they might leave as quickly as they came if, that's, if there's no jobs. Because mm. from what I understand, this new deal with India makes it very easy for, say, an Indian student to come over here and say they're going to, do a course um, before the course actually starts. They pull out, they don't pay any money and they just go get a job, which is way better for them. Okay. Go get a job in yep. Australia, send the money back home. Um, you know, it's a big, easy loophole for, um, for people who just yep. want to come over here and work. Um, <clears throat> Australian retail trade, um, you know, where, uh, what year, oh yeah, year ended in quarterly. So, yeah, not looking great. Uh, this has been going on for what's that now? Three quarters um, mm-hmm. negative. Um, yeah, just the same old stuff from. Uh, but occasionally we do get, you know, you look back here and we do get occasional quarter there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It does have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, last time you had three quarters in a row, I think it was here. Um, mm. uh, that and that is the financial crisis there. Um, those three. Um, and otherwise, you got to go back. That's 1990. Mm. Yeah. 
but we had a lot more inflation then because uh, these aren't inflation adjusted. Um, yeah. um, none of your retail stocks are down. <laughs> um, some of them no. are flat. Um, okay. Yeah, like I see, I see dusk after it. It's sort of receded again. I think again they've had oh. they had a resurgence and then come back a bit. They're not they they haven't got back to those lows that they got back to earlier in the year though. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. But you know that could change because you've had your results and now October November is your AGM season. See what they're saying, you know, because okay. uh, how's, how things have been trading. Uh, mm-hmm. This is US data. This is um, yep. just showing delinquencies. Did you send me this one? I think you might have sent. Yeah, me this yeah, one. I sent you this one. Not like last week. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just, I just, I just saw that curve and like, wow, like mm. no one in oh eight was, you know, no alarm bells in the early part of it, you know. Yeah, and you started yeah. to see it uptick, and we're starting to see it again. And I thought, wow, this really, you know, gives me shivers thinking about it. <laughs> like you think, yeah, how much is on credit card debt is insane. Like it is, and that's really high interest, and that really sucks out money in the economy. Like when you got, yeah, seventeen, eighteen, twenty percent credit card debt. Wow, that, and the autos are terrible as well. That is just. Yeah, well, that, that, people multiple cars. Yeah, that wasn't as bad. I mean, that wasn't that bad in the financial crisis. Mm. The auto. I mean, look, the autos are almost back to where they were in the financial crisis, right? That's the one that's the closest. You know, it was what called that mm. four point three or so, and it's already at three point seven. Say, um, yeah, but yep. uh, yeah, I mean that they're all they're all higher than they were at any time. In the last yep. twenty years, except for the financial crisis. Yep, and it's the cars that people have purchased in that time as well. Like you know, you got this huge gas guzzler, you know, that's yep. eighty grand or whatever. You're paying off that at some horrendous rate. Yeah. You know, the economy slows down a bit. You don't feel like filling that thing up with you know two hundred bucks worth of fuel. So yeah. Um, and you got all this. What do you do with it? Like it just gets repossessed, and then that depresses the secondary market and. You know, and then you got to, oh, why is no one buying cars? Um, yep. Yeah, I don't know. Wouldn't want to be a Tesla shareholder, that's for sure. So I don't know how they're going to do, but we'll have to wait well, and see. They've been cutting cutting prices, cutting prices, cutting prices. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the solution. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what, the, you know, people that have argued that Tesla's like a tech company or something is like, no, look, they make cars. It's capital intensive. The margins aren't that good. And if they keep cutting prices, they're going to end up making the same as Toyota does or anybody else. You know, they're not some yeah. special magic, uh, magic car company, magic tech company. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, all right. So we're to the stock of the week. It's, it's, you've been to China again, Tim. <laughs> Just to aggravate you even more, but <clears throat> I know we have it. I just like it because we're, we're different on this, you know, like mm. um, everyone still hates China, including, including you, which I, is that totally understandable. Like I've yeah. been burnt here as well. Um, but it definitely reminds me of Japan in the 1780s where they moved out of producing junk into more mm. high-end items, this company. It's called Mindray. And basically they've been doing it for five plus years. And they're building quality products for, you know, high-end customers in hospitals. Um, Their focus is on um, um, anesthesia, integrated systems. So that's like they build terminals, not just terminals, but they integrate it into the um, software and client management and all that sort of stuff. 
yep. but they have great ultra, ultrasound systems as well. And they're even in our public hospitals in Cairns. So mm-hmm. that just shows that they're already infiltrated, you know, part of the Western, you know, medical system. And they're doing it in the US and everywhere. So um, if you look at 10 years, I can still see them eating US and the Japanese type systems. Yep. Um, especially in Asia and the undeveloped nations. Um, even countries like the UK, where medical expenses are under huge strain, yep. I can see them, you know, taking a lower ticket item that's still high quality. Um, and they reliably, as you see on the list here, in the top three brands in the world yep. in their classes. So I don't think they're that bad. Um, let's look at the fundamentals. You know, we're supposed to be fundamental investors. Yep. Um, the shares are extending, they're stable. Employees are growing with revenue. Price to free cash flow is 25, and it's never been this low. And you compare that to Edwards Life Sciences, which we both love, and that's 50 yep. at the moment. Yeah. So it's like half price. <laughs> Return on invested capital and margins are extremely high and consistently high. Like they've been good yep. for years. Um, the problem is it's got a high payout ratio, but it's got no debt. Um, revenue and EPS are like best in class. Mm-hmm. Edwards Life Sciences has 11 and 15 respectively. So it's nearly double Edwards. I'm not trying to compare the two, okay? Like, yeah. it's like this is, I'm just trying to give you some baseline um, numbers so you can sort of look at them. Um, we flip over to the, the balance sheet. Um, we can sort of see, you know, they've just got mountains of cash and free cash flow is just piling in. No debt. Um, so... The bull cases, and that they're starting to acquire, you know, little companies. Yep. And I've started to not look at acquisitions a bit differently. The small acquisitions, I, I don't think hurt anybody. And I think if they're accretive, which most of them are, it's just the big acquisitions I see as people trying to oversell them too much. And so this company's doing little $100 million acquisitions, and they're doing fine. Um, they've got a huge amount of growth, especially in developed markets. Um, proven quality, um, double the the growth of the other huge quality ones they like. Yep. If, it's sort of like equivalent growth to IDEX. Yep. Um, it's just not clear on the future. That's all. Like they're nowhere near as good as IDEX or Edwards Life Sciences. So that's a bit delusional. Um, the yep. bear case, China is unve- uninvestable. Um, <laughs> Jap- the Japanese and US products will c- continue to dominate, which they still do. I just see that deteriorating a little bit. Um, and will they be able to keep up the growth, which I don't think is likely. And no one cares cares about red chip equities anymore. No. So putting all that together, I say commies can be still commies. Mm-hmm. But at the current price to fee cash flow 25, which is really low, add another 30% discount if you want to be greedy. Gets you down to a price to fee cash flow of 18. Puts about $180. I think you'd be hard to say if you're a fundamental investor, you know, at a price to free cash flow of 18, this isn't a steal. Um, mm. I know, that, I know <laughs> I'm trying to antagonize you a little bit here, but. No, well, you're not because I think you're doing a good job of selling it. I mean, I, I like it again. Yeah. I'm just greedy. Um, I want the, I want the China implosion story to get louder and louder uh, and just take everything down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I'd like so, to see that price to cash flow ratio under 20 and uh, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have a problem buying it. Yeah. 
And so you're looking at something here that clearly is winning. Like, you're not buying some junk in China and hoping that it's going to turn around and turn into something brilliant. These guys obviously out to eat the world. Yep. And it just reminds me of Japan. Like, you know, you know, in the 50s and 60s, everyone, oh, look, they just produce all the junk and, you know, who'd want to... And then they just started to improve and improve. I know I might be a bit racist because I think in the Chinese are like Japanese. I know there's a little bit of racism, but, you know, I still see those characteristics flow over and I'm, this is the sort of company that reminds me of it, you know, like the early Japanese companies, you know, that really got out there and started to, you know, kick goals and they started to dominate. And I can't see them slowing down, but I would love a discount, <laughs> you know. Yeah. We get a bit of a slowdown here. This might be one of the ones that I pull out and go, wow, this is going to be a 10-bagger for me. Um, we have an implosion to the West. The East is going to go down even harder. Yeah. Like, So do you pick something at super deep value, but it is super high quality? Um, and remember, government hospitals, recessions. Remember yeah. all that? St they still keep spending. We still need healthcare. They still fight through all this stuff. So it's got a... A very nice story um, to come out of it. Um, just everybody hates it. I, just nobody wants to hear this. Nobody. <laughs> so I, that's why if you, got, if you understand it a little bit and you get an opportunity, you know, you, you should be game. So, yeah, just thought I'd bring it to everybody. And, yeah. Yeah, no, I like this one. Um, as usual, just uh, greedy on price, uh, as you should be, as you should be. Yes. Uh, not too greedy, but... Yeah, trunch in, people, trunch in. Uh, <clears throat> no, I, I like it. Um, yeah, just you know, come on, come on the China implosion story. Bring it on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, that's it for this week. Tim has brought the goods again. Uh, we will see you next time.